Look what you can do, man. Y'all know what it is. Episode 10. Ooh, I did it with you. We back. Oh, we on episode 10, yo. I'm really happy. I feel like we should have an anniversary party. With right. And can you imagine, can you imagine us reaching 100? Jeez. Oh, we got to do 10 more of these. <laughs> 10 more of these episode 10s. Did I get my math right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not good at multiplication. Yeah, we have to do. What's up, y'all? It's Avia, and this is Law as usual. Uh, welcome to today's episode of Good Night Harlem. It's been a long time. I think it's been more than. More it's than, been a week and a half. More and than we 10 miss. Days. We miss our mic, yo. Right. We have a lot of catching up to do. Tink tink, in the yeah. building. That and in case you didn't know, tink tink is the name of our mic. It's our mic. We only use one mic because Nas told us that's all we needed. Bow. Um. <laughs> All right. Um, we're gonna. We. I want us to get right into the show today. Um, get into it. We we're bringing back. We're, yeah, br- we're, we're bringing, bringing back, back Hyper Good Night. Right. We're bringing it back. And so, in this episode of Hyper Good Night, and in case you guys don't remember how Hyper Good Night works, uh, a hype is something that we're actually excited about. A good night is something that we're dismissing. Bye. Um, and so, in this episode of Hyper Good Night, we have a couple of things we want to take care of and get off our chest. Let's start with some of the highlights of black Twitter news over the past week and a half. Lowlights. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with Usher. Hyper good night on Usher being exposed for being a herpes transmitter. That's what he's been exposed for doing. They call me H-E-R-P-E-S. <laughs> I, see, I, so saw, what you doing, man. <laughs> I saw a meme that said they call me U-S H-E-R. H-E. R-P-E-S. No, it was uh, it was R A Y M S T D. Never tell you what you want to get from me. That so, that's that's accurate. So that, I thought that was out of pocket. Yeah. So wait, the the question is, um, hyper good night. Usher has been accused of exposing not one woman but two women to herpes. Um, the first woman. Wasn't the first woman uh, the friend of his ex-wife, Tamika? And I guess he had had sex with her prior to the wedding. And so, right? Is that how it went down? And so then when she found out that she was exposed to herpes, he basically paid her hush money, a settlement of $1.1 million, right? Facts. Yeah. So that was the first issue, right? And all of a sudden it came out into light. The second case was this past April. And it was some random chick, I guess, that he had sex with. And supposedly he exposed her to herpes as well. Because everyone knows herpes is incurable. So once you have it, it's not like it goes away after 10 years. So, so okay. All right. The, the the real reason why we're bringing this up on a hyper good night is because we want we want to like kind of go over this the right way. Are is this a hyper good night to him being exposed and or being him exposed? being exposed or what him way, exposing people or, or him being exposed to the media for giving someone a million dollars to hush? I just have questions about this whole thing. Like, I guess my question would be, like, herpes is the type of um, uh, STD 
that a lot of people have and they don't know that they have it. So how do you prove that that was the person who gave it to you? You know what I'm saying? Like, how is this person, this girl who's suing him for now, 20 million, it was 10 million. She decided to double up the settlement because I guess she has, she's going through so much distress. And, and in fairness, wait, in fairness, because it never goes away and this is a lifelong thing, yes. I can't knock that. No, I'm not knocking it. I'm just, it's interesting to see the amount of money someone puts on something like this. Like, how do you even determine that? You, you know? got to answer the question. Okay. Are you hyped that he's being exposed? Or is it a good night? No, hype that. Hype that. Because my thing is, if you're just going around dicking and hoeing around, and you think you can just get away with it just because you're usher, you can just pay people off wow. and call it a day, then trust and believe what is what happens in the dark will come saying. to light. <laughs> Literally, in this case. That does not mean he was dicking and hoeing around. Um, I, I hate the fact that that's where you went with it. That well, does not yes, mean he that's was dicking where I went with it because he's married. And so if he had sex with this girl in April, he was hoeing around. Uh, right? We Am I wrong? You don't know. You don't know. I'm saying if he was having sex, if, Mr. If, <laughs> if he was having sex with this girl in April, he's been married for seven years, he was dicking and hoeing around. And if we look at Usher's track record, he cheated on Chili, he cheated on Tamika, and now supposedly he's cheated on Grace. So yes, he all was right, dicking right. and hoeing around. I won't match my shot at this. Go ahead. My my thought on this is good night, and there is tons. You're of good nighting the fact that he's I'm, exposed. Yes. Okay. There is tons of people who are exposed to mm -hmm. STDs every damn day. Mm -hmm. And in terms of trying to expose somebody, you're only exposing them because one, you feel like you can get a payday from it, and mm. two, which even worse to me, you 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 got paid off to not say anything, and you felt like that wasn't enough. Seriously? But wait, the second girl, she's a brand new girl. Um, what if? What mm, if? Mm. What if the first girl and the second girl know each other? And the first girl, because Atlanta's, I'm not saying that's where they all came from, but let's just say they both came from Atlanta. It's a very, very small, like everyone knows everybody type of thing, or they know like everyone through one degree, two degrees of separation. What if the first girl, told the second girl what happened to her and the second girl sought out to have sex with Usher knowing that she would get herpes and knowing that she could sue him for it because her friend did the same thing. Hyper Good Night just turned into conspiracy theories. And what if they're in this together? Okay. Like the first girl was like, I didn't get enough money from this. And now they can just share that 20 mil together. I can't. I'm just saying, man, you just never know. This is, ladies I, and gentlemen. I good night that. I don't believe in girls scheming against uh, someone to get STDs and get money. Like I mean, she did a full separate hyper good night. <laughs> I don't agree with it. I'm just saying, what if? That's all I'm saying. That was a separate hyper. <laughs> okay, let's pull up. There's another. There's another story about women and allegations that happened in the Black Twitter news sphere uh r kelly uh, well, according to r kelly so, they're so, not women they're little girls hold on this is the <laughs> r kelly uh sex cult sex allegations cult. but Ooh, the sex hold cult. On. there's sex cult allegations all mm -hmm. these things are allegations mm -hmm. what our question is hyper good night on listening to r kelly's music amidst the sex allegations mm -hmm. I'm, I want to start this. Yeah, please do. Please, please let do. me start this. Please start. Now, I am very aware of the things that people do in, in, in terms of, in reference to me consuming their content, whether that be music, uh, art, movies, theater, whatever. 
I know that Woody Allen has done some fucked up shit. I still watch Woody Allen movies. By Chris, evidence Chris, of who his wife is. Chris Brown has done some <laughs> fucked up shit. I still listen to his music. Um, and I've cheered for plenty of NFL players that have done really terrible things to women. And I'm not cheering for them directly, but I'm cheering for their team. So indirectly, I'm cheering, cheering for, for them. them. Mm-hmm. So where where can I draw the line on where I should be able to either listen to somebody based on the legacy of their work and separate their work from who they are and what they do outside right. of that. It's hard. It's really hard. And I'm going to go on a limb and say, at this point, I don't like the fact that so many people have given R. Kelly multiple chances to like make up for this, his shenanigans. Uh-huh. However, TP2, 12 Play 2000, mm, is I my second favorite R&B album of all time because Confessions is number one. Damn. So it's hard Your for me. Your top two albums were from people doing crazy ass shit. So it's hard <laughs> for me to not listen to something that's been that close to me all my life well and i'm sorry now so i apologize to anybody that's been in the sex scandal with r kelly but that tp2 12 play 2000 um i can't help it i wonder does he play tp2 as he's in the sex dungeon cult with the girls like does he play his own try to taint like does he play his his own albums i'm not gonna let you taint this i mean because he has so many albums he could just play it like straight through and then on no because then it has another meaning you over here with little girls talking about hit it hard from the back Mm -hmm. roll around on the front that's where do you think he gets his inspiration from i know you burn love Um, I'm gonna say this. Hyper good night. What you got? I'm gonna on his say, music. I'm gonna say I'm hyped for the music all the time. Oh, what wow. I, what I'm going to good night is. <laughs> you can't do both. Wait, wait, wait. What no. are you doing? Listen, listen, listen. See, she creating new segments, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> I'm creating sub segments in the sub segment. Oh my god. What I'm going to good night is anyone who is just so appalled and so shocked. By the fact that he has his sex dungeon with all these women who are 18 that everyone wants to call little girls. And I mean, he married Aaliyah when he was 15. We said this before in our past uh, podcast. Everyone knows that this is what R. Kelly is. And that's not to say that we should accept it. But I dare somebody tell me that in the midst of having sex with their sex playlist playing... If if twelve play comes on, they're gonna be like, oh, uh, hold on, baby, I gotta I gotta stop the playlist. This song's not supposed to be on here. Hold on, hold on, I'm not I'm not for that uh uh, uh pedophile shit. Like no one's gonna do that. Everyone's still gonna listen to his music, and I dare somebody tell me I'm gonna stop listening to R. Kelly's music. I'm gonna take him off all my playlists now because he just had this cult with women who were willing to be a part of it. Like. I'll admit, some, some some of his songs have been tainted for me because of what's happened with him. Age ain't nothing but a number. Exactly. That's the number <laughs> I one. I mean, if that's if that's Aaliyah's first hit single and R. Kelly wrote it, y'all the, know what to expect from this The other guy. one, when I was younger, we remixed uh, The World's Greatest. It was The World's Greatest Statutory Rapist. Oh, my gosh. And we can't even really joke about that, honestly. I'm but, not trying to joke. No, about I know, it. I know. And my thing is, you know, if if these girls are really in some danger, that's one thing. They're claiming that they're not, and I don't know if they're afraid for their lives. But we we grow up in a culture that praises Taz's angels. Like we have girls who die to be part of Taz's angels, and if anyone knows what Taz's angels is, 
It's one of the most popular sex cults on Instagram where these girls will try out and go through auditions to be a part of this house of girls who have sex with Taz, who owns Taz's Angels, which is well, all these girls that live okay. in this one mansion to, with no furniture. To that point, then, I've heard and read a bunch of things on social media regarding this. And somebody had actually mentioned the fact that for years now, Hugh Hefner has been taking 18-year-olds and doing the same thing that they're saying that R. Kelly's been doing, except he's been very public about it. But nobody complains when Hugh Hefner does it because he shows you the the nudity he shows you sex in a different way and he's just considered open and liberal while r kelly's considered a pedophile but that's also because r kelly has done and or been accused of statutory rape <sighs> and marrying a 15 year old well <laughs> preach on it i mean the the thing about hugh hefner is that whatever he's done if it's anything close to what r kelly's doing or if it is if it tops that what masks the whole thing is the fact that he has a brand that's built around naked women. And so people could look at what Hugh Hefner is doing as he's providing them with opportunities. And oh, their career has launched from this pad of Playboy. And so that's how I feel like people tie it together to make it seem like it's acceptable. Whereas yes. R. Kelly is supposedly luring this, these girls in to live in this house in Atlanta promising them music careers and all they're doing is giving him sexual favors which i don't agree with because a lot of girls don't have guidance but i'm still gonna listen to his music and that's very hypocritical but at least i am one person who can admit that all right next subject we we don't talk a lot of sports on here and this is not going to be a very long sports segment but we had to do this because <laughs> this is breaking news for the day this is breaking this news. This is very for the day. breaking news. Uh, D Rose uh, just accepted a contract with the cast for two point one million dollars uh, for one year. Now, if y'all don't know who the hell Derrick Rose is, this segment just ain't for you, and that's your business. If you don't know who Derrick Rose is, he's the biggest liability in the NBA history. Okay, so, so when we say breaking news, we mean that he probably broke two legs <laughs> since this news has broken, and puns intended all around. <laughs> So, the hyper goodnight question for this is hyper goodnight, D-Rose to the Cavs. Go ahead, Law. Um, I'm going to go with the hype. I'm hype. Uh, what? I'm absolutely hype. I am 100% uh, hype. And let me explain don't why. Don't be LeBron right now. There's three, three main reasons. There's three main reasons why I'm hype. Right. One, Kyrie on some bullshit, and Kyrie want to get out. So if you want to get the fuck out, let's bring in somebody shit, who's actually Kyrie, going to I want to get out now, shit. too. All right. Number two. <laughs> Uh, this is going to be the first time in NBA history that the past, uh, for over the past seven years, all the MVPs over the past seven years are all going to be playing for two teams. And that's Golden State and Cleveland. And that is Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Steph Curry, and D. Rose. All right. Last reason, and this is a bigger one. I feel like D. Rose feels as if he has something to prove. His something to prove is not to get injured in a motherfucking year. Mm. But I'm happy to see him try to go to a team that's actually a championship contender. And good luck to him. Period. Mm. Go for it. I appreciate your optimism. I really, really do. I'm a good night this. Oh damn. Uh, I was shocked that you liked it. Okay. I go feel like I don't know you no more. Continue. Why? Why? How, can you, how can you dismiss this when you a Chicago rapper? I know. You rep Chicago. I so know. this is just weird all over. Well, I, I'm not one of those fans that's like diehard in the way that... I'm going to go for something that's just stupid. Like, 
Like there's there's the diehard fans that they will just go for whatever, no matter what, just because that person came from where they were born or where they grew up. But this is just stupid to me. Like I feel like okay, Kyrie is possibly on his way out, which would be horrible because I feel like LeBron has put so much heart into his team and keeping certain people and really just like sacrificing possibly a ring to keep certain people around because that's the type of player that he is. And now you have someone who has helped LeBron, but LeBron has helped too, leaving the team, possibly. And you're adding in someone who I don't think could add any value to the team. I really, I think that too, how much are they paying? How can you, wait, how can you say he wouldn't add value to the team and be serious? How can you say that and be serious? Because... When I watch Derrick Rose play, it's like watching Bambi on ice. And I don't mean Come like, on, I'm, not, I'm not talking about like Disney I, on ice. I'm talking about that scene in Bambi when he's trying to get across the ice and he keeps wobbly, wobbly, drop, dropping like it's hot, slipping and sliding. And it looks like he's about to break a limb. Like, I'm sorry. He's a very hard player. It, it, I cringe when I watch him play because half the time I'm like, please just don't get injured. And he plays so hard that simple plays that he does can end up in like a torn ACL. And I'm just like, I, I, I just, just, me watching Derrick Rose play is like watching Mariah Carey sing. I, I just, I'm like, please, when you get to that high note, ah, I don't know what's going to happen. It's very unpredictable. Damn, you equated D Rose to Mariah Carey. Damn. Two very, very, they were at the prime of their careers. So is Derrick Rose just and completely they washed just wilted you? Away. Is he just washed <sighs> you? I feel like he needs more time to recuperate. And I don't think that him playing every year is going to work for him. I'm going to come back to this recording when they're in the playoffs and he's doing good. I want to. You better reciprocate this same energy, my guy. By the time they're in the playoffs, I think we'll probably be on our hundredth episode, and we can celebrate. And I'll wear an old Derrick Rose Bulls jersey. But when we come back to this, we're going to see that he's sitting on the bench. That's fine. And he, I, he's and supposed I hope, to come off the bench. I, I, he's supposed to come off. But if every time you come off, something happens to you, that's where I'm like, ah. I'm, I'm, oh, ah. You're killing me today. He I can't wait till me. we. No, I can't wait he till we come back me. to this, y'all. And I love D-Rose. I really she's do. She's talking this talk now. But when this comes back in April, listen, when playoffs start. Listen, I hope you're right. can't wait. This is one of the few times I hope you're right. Can't wait. To, I, I want to see this energy, my guy. I'll All right. See it. Final, final hyper good night. Uh, Kevin Hart was put in a position where social media jumped all over this man. Um, the hyper good I night. I mean, that's pretty easy. He's only like four feet tall. <laughs> the hyper good night behind Kevin Hart is around these cheating allegations. Are you hype or is this a good night to the cheating allegations? And I, I want to know from you. For, I want you to start with this. Because you saw the video. I right. saw the video. Yeah. I saw the video and I didn't... I honestly think that video is a good case of angles. Um, it looks like... Continue. So, so from the video, he's sitting in the front seat of a car. The lights are on because the doors are open. The girl's sitting in the back seat. And he's turned around, supposedly talking to her. The way that the person filmed the video who's sitting in the vehicle behind them, it looks like they're sucking face because you can't see Kevin's face and it's directly in front of the girl's head. Um, I don't have any sort of feeling toward this. I'm pretty, pretty neutral. Um, I think that a lot of people are saying, oh, well, of course he was cheating because that's how he got his current wife and how you get them is how you lose them. 
Um, and then there's other people that are like, well, how could he be cheating? Because there's people around. As if celebrities don't cheat in front of other people all the time. Facts. So I, I, I won't say that he's not cheating because there's people around. I won't say that he is cheating because he has cheated before. I just don't really care. Honestly, Damn. I think he probably has cheated on his his current wife before, and the only reason I say that is because he got with her during some of the biggest highs of his career, and I think that when you are that type of person that's getting all this newfound attention, and he had attention before he met her, but it was just a different level of attention, it's a little bit harder to resist that attention. So I don't think that he didn't, hasn't cheated on her before, but I don't think that this was the time that he did it in this video. All right, so if my hyper good night response is, I am good nighting the hell out of this for multiple reasons. <laughs> one, it's not even just the video content of it. It's, it's one of those things where the internet wants something to say about somebody to tear them down whenever they're up high. And Kevin's at his apex right now. And so to find any reason to bring him down, they will try to find something. And the, the video that I saw, the pictures that I saw, nothing to me spelled, oh, he did something that was so wrong. I will say this much. It, it is always going to be suspicious to the majority of Americans because the majority of America is conservative regardless of what you guys think. You can vote liberal, but you're still, by and large, conservative as a whole. When they see somebody out really late at night with somebody that's not of the same sex as them, it becomes suspicious, period. Just period. Um, so I don't think this is a big deal. I think this is all about nothing. Supposedly, the person who, who took this video was trying to extort them anyway. And that they, I read something that they sent the video to Kevin saying, if you don't, uh, if you don't give us XYZ money or whatever, then we'll post this video up. So that was supposedly the story, and I don't know if Kevin made that up to make it seem like there was nothing going on, but I don't care. <laughs> All right, so just transitioning out of hyper good night, going from this cheating allegation. Speaking of cheating. Speak, yeah, exactly. Speaking of cheating. Speaking of cheating. Insecure. Oh, oh, oh man, I feel oh, like we both got, we got that out of the oh, same time. I'm on the same page tonight. So. <laughs> The the latest episode of Insecure just came out. Episode. <laughs> latest, latest episode. episode. Where you from, um, man? I thought you were from Michigan. You know, I'm from Michigan. You from South Michigan with the country is. That's where I'm from. Well, I never I'll tell you what. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what. Um, so the latest episode of Insecure was released yesterday. And, of course, tons of people have different uh, thoughts on what happened. There's Team Issa. There's Team Lawrence. And... I think there's a lot of things that have happened on this show from season one to season two that we should discuss. But can we at least start with this? Let's start with Team Lawrence versus Team Issa and where you stand. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go where I stand and okay. we'll move on from there. Let's go. I was Team Issa until. Oh, that's, there's an ellipsis. <laughs> I was Team Issa until. Mm. Um, I was Team Issa for a very short amount of time. Um, because I can understand, I see both sides of things. I can see why someone's team Issa and why someone's team Lawrence. Um, I can see the frustration that Issa had when she's been with this man for X amount of years and she's been kind of carrying the weight of the relationship on her shoulders, whether it be financial or anything like that, supporting them. Um, 
Issa doesn't have the best job, but she has a job. And the fact that her boyfriend didn't have such because he's working on his app, I think it took a toll on their relationship. I think Lawrence also got very, very comfortable. And you could see that by the way that he forgot oh, her birthday. Oh, you mean because he's in a relationship? No, he forgot her birthday. Like, it got so comfortable that her birthday was just another day. It wasn't even something that he even checked for right, or thought about. That's you know? fair. And no matter how long Good you're point. with somebody, you should not forget special things like that. You should still find a way to keep the spark alive, especially on the day that they were born. Um, so I can understand her frustration and... Like she said, Daniel was the itch that she needed to scratch. The thing that made me team Lawrence, though, was after she left the house and she had that argument with Lawrence and she thought that they were kind of broken up and her and Daniel hung out that night in the car and she realized that Daniel wasn't really about, I guess, whatever level she was trying to be on with him. Um... She came back to Lawrence and they had a conversation and they kind of hashed things out in a way that they hadn't in such a long time. And they both said to each other, are we in this? And they agreed, we are in this. So at that point, I didn't think that Issa was going to then turn around and be caught up in Daniel's studio, sucking face with him and having sex with him. And the thing that really makes me team Lawrence is the, the, the episode where... She not only had sex with Daniel, but Daniel made a move on her and she resisted. And then she made a quick executive decision to go against that and then dive in. I don't know if you remember that Ooh, moment. I'm about to dive right. in. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how it happened because they had sex anyway. And that was, a, you know, it's going to be the same result no matter how, how it happened. But what got me was the same exact night that she was having sex with Daniel was the same exact night that Lawrence decided not to step out his relationship. He's working at Best Buy. What's her face from the bank? Wow. I, you know what? Came hold, in, Tanya. What's the girl's I, name? I have to step in here. I am very happy with you right now. She literally everything that Avi is saying right now is what... Well, the latter of this, by the way. The mm. beginning. Now, I'm not... Nah, nah, yeah, we'll get to that. I'm going to say Team Issa on that. But yeah... I am 100% on the side of you. But yes, you, you keep going. You were talking so about him meeting. So what's the girl's name? I keep forgetting the girl's name. I don't remember the girl's I name. I don't want to call her Tanya. This is so Tasha. Stupid. Tasha. Okay. So Tasha clearly had been trying to push up on Lawrence, you know, in subtle ways. And she really did pull up at Best Buy. But she pulled up at Best Buy like where all, she put all the stops out. She had the laced up top. She had the heels. She had the tight jeans, Fashion Nova. The whole fuck out the her whole outfit came up looking for some damn batteries and try to act like she was gonna get some drinks for herself later. Looking like a snack. and Lauren specifically told her like, you know I have a girlfriend. Like he looked at her like she was crazy. Like he couldn't even imagine cheating on his woman with this girl who was looking like a snack to him probably. Meanwhile, he's over here. Humping this dude on a leather couch in his freaking smoked out studio. Like, and that's what got me. It was like the same night Isha, Issa, I can't even think of the girl's name. The same night Issa chose to step outside her relationship, Lawrence decided to stay in it. And that's when I was like, sorry, I'm team Lawrence, Issa. Even after he missed the birthday, wasn't necessarily being uh, the best of boyfriend. You still were team Lawrence, though. 
Like he had had years where he wasn't working the same way. He wasn't doing what he wanted to be doing. It was almost in like depressed state. And so this is kind of like the residual effect of that. You were still team loyal. Well, the thing about it is, I think uh, I wasn't I wasn't Team Lawrence then. I was Team Issa in the beginning, like I said. Like I could understand that frustration, but she handled the situation wrong. I think once she decided she was in this with Lawrence, and they said that to each other, she shouldn't have turned around and then still decided to get that that itch scratched by Daniel. She should have decided. My thing is, if you're going to cheat or if she was going to get with Daniel, her opportunity to get with Daniel was that night that she stepped out on Lawrence when they had the argument and they were kind of like, eh, I don't think we're together anymore. That's when she could have got with Daniel, but that did not happen. So the fact that she chose to do it well later on when they had already decided they were going to work things out, that's where I lost respect for her. Because you're blatantly like... Fuck what I told my boyfriend. I'm about to fuck this dude that I want to see what happens. So, to me, a part of the reason why I am Team Lawrence is because... Your name is Lawrence. Yeah. Biased as fuck. They should have an episode called Biased as Fuck. No, hella biased. You right. You right. You right. So, wait, why are you Team Lawrence? Because you're a guy and most guys are Team Lawrence. No, it was. it's more so... I don't. I don't respect anybody that is first going to do something outside of their relationship and not own it. He had to find out. Yeah. He had to find out the worst way, too, from a phone. Like, and the dude blowing her up. And then he had to come face-to-face -face with her being like, yo, what the fuck is this? And she, Why he saw he the conversation at her uh, fundraiser, too. Remember? And remember, he asked him, what's your connection to you got us or we got us or whatever? And he was like, I don't have a connection anymore. And all and he put the pieces together. And all I'm saying is, why did you lie to your man? Like you could have easily been kept it a hundred with him, and you didn't. And I can't respect that, which is why I'm way off a of team Issa. Yeah. However, I, I don't want anybody to be depressed. So hopefully she gets over her shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she will. She gonna do her her um rotation. That's her version of a rotation of guys. All right, can we talk about a couple of things from season one and yeah, then transition to the things in the season two? Yeah. So one of the things that happened in season one, and this is this this blends itself into their relationship, and by their I mean Issa and Lawrence. I have a hard time believing a lot of women, and I don't care. Y'all can say that I'm wrong and tell me that I'm out of place for this. I think the majority of women prefer prefer a stable relationship and by stable i don't just mean the guy has a very straight and narrow personality i mean financial stability and so in that first season what you got to see was a guy who was struggling that hadn't made something of himself yet and is coming up on the grind and that leads me to this and i've had this conversation numerous amounts of times now we have it there on the cast are you women really down to be with a guy that is struggling career-wise. Meaning, are you really down to be with a man who's just finding his way? Are you really? Do you, give, give me the answer on this. <laughs> You're a woman. Oh, God. Are you, are you capable of handling that? Because this is almost a two-part question. Because the second part of the question goes right into the career part of it. So I want you to answer this. And then we can get into the other part of it. Disclaimer. I am not the representative for all women of America or the world. Okay. Or even good. Harlem. Very good. Good night. Um, 
I'm my, I'm my own representative of myself. I will say that to answer your question in a general sense, I think it depends on where you are in your life. And if you are an older woman and you're established in your career, you probably don't want to deal with what comes out of being with someone who is just starting out on whatever they're making their career as. That could be being an entrepreneur. It could be you know, changing industries, whatever, where you have to start from the bottom and kind of work your way up. I can see why someone who is older and very established in their own career would not have the energy to deal with someone who was not on that level. And I'm not saying that that's wrong or right. That's just your choice, your personal choice. I think in this case where you have these 28 to 34 year olds, whatever the age range is, um, I think that Issa wanted to see some strides. Okay, but where, even with you saying that, mm-hmm. where is that conversation in setting the expectation? She should have also, had that conversation with him. Also, on top of not just, not only did they, she not set the expectation, but why is there no true 100% support of the things that he wants to do for himself? Because if you're going to be like, oh, well, Love is love on one end and, you know, I'll care. I'll hold him down. If you're going to do all that, then a part of holding somebody down is to support them when they're in that space. How do you support them when they're in that space? Find the things that they genuinely want to do and help them push through to make it in that field. I don't understand how anybody can claim that their love is love. I'll do anything to make this work and all of this shit. And meanwhile, at the ranch, you're not even putting in 2% of the effort to make sure that, that other person is in the same situation as you or a better situation as they are in, in now. If I'm speaking of the show, I think that everything's perception. How how in this instance of perception? Because please. the way that they the way that they film things is like whenever Issa would come home from work, Lawrence is on the couch watching TV. Okay. And so so the perception is, wow, what have you been doing all day? Whereas he could have been doing a lot all day. It just so happens that he's watching TV at the time she comes home. But, 100%. But, the, but because that perception was shown, that's Issa's perception of what's going on. She doesn't have any attainable record of how far he's gotten in his app besides what he tells her. So if it's been years of this, then she's wondering, okay, well, at what point is this going to come to fruition? Like, what what are the major steps that need to be taken for you to get to that level? Because from what I see, every time I come home, he's on the couch watching TV, eating cereal, eating pie, forgetting my birthday. You can't remember my birthday, which you've remembered for the past couple of years. What are you really doing? And so I think that she felt the way that she did because of the perception. And that's not to say that she wasn't supporting him in the beginning. Maybe she was, but a lot of times people support people in certain things and they don't know what they're getting themselves into. That still means she's not down for the cause. That means she's not willing to actually go through that. And most of the women that I know that are older in age just even a little like mm-hmm. if you're over the age of 28 most likely you're not with the shit you're like nah you gotta have your shit together already you have to be in this space so already. let me let me ask you this would you consider her not being down down for the cause if she well she did actually mention uh uh him getting another job to supplement income 
Like not forgetting his app, not putting that to the side and not doing it at all, but at least finding something. If she pushed for that, like, hey, you know, I know you're working on your app, but it would really yeah, help us both out if I you did this. I think that's dope that she... Because he was against it for the longest time. No, I think it's dope that she got, she convinced him to be better. And that's what I think a good partner does. Um, however, at the point that he did start doing better, what the fuck did she do? Oh, I totally agree. So, what I else? totally agree. Everything that she did, she should have done at a different time. That okay. whole Daniel bitch should have not happened when it did. So, moving on to the next question, and it's still in that same vein. Well, her friend Molly was dating a guy who was working at Hertz Enterprise. And one of the things that came out of that Hertz Enterprise thing, and, and, it, and to me, this is more reality-based than anything else. I, personally, and I've had this conversation before, too, I don't think... Most college-educated women are willing to date a guy that has a that has certain jobs. Like I don't think most of them want to date a guy who's a mechanic. I don't think most of them want to date a guy who works in retail. And I definitely don't think most of them want to date a guy who works at Hearst. Albeit Hearst being a space where you potentially need a college degree to work at. Now, I just want to understand on your end. And again, I know you're not speaking for all women, but would you be okay? With a guy that may not have went to college and potentially is working in a retail space, like would you date that guy? I don't. I don't think I would. Damn. And the only reason I'm saying that is because when you're first getting to know somebody, you're getting to know like what they're about, what their ambitions are, what type of people they are, what they're motivated by, and that's not to say that if you are in that position, you don't have any motivation whatsoever. It's just that. In order for me, what? But this is what y'all make it sound like. Like, that's that's what it turns into. Like, oh, he has that job. Not saying you, but I'm saying a lot of women make it sound like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's his job? Mm, what is he really trying to do with himself? You don't think that that happens? I mean, but I also wouldn't date the guy who lives with his mom. Oh, damn. Unless he was saving up for a house. So, and that's not to make myself seem like I'm on this pedestal and I'm doing so much more than he is. It's just where I am in my life. I don't want to have to deal with the fact that you live with your mom. And if it's, if it's a person who's lived with their mom their whole life, their whole adulthood, and they've never lived on their own, that's a hell no for me too. Because you don't even know how it is to pay rent to actually... Be responsible for the roof over your head. I mean, unless you're paying your mom's bills. My are you, th- but are you okay with a guy who has multiple roommates? Yeah. My thing, but Ooh, but this is this is my look thing. Look with the nuance. Oh. What? <laughs> you know, I was going to say no. Right, no, continue. Well, this I mean, is interesting. But see, my thing is this. We live in New York where it's like the amount of money we pay for rent, we could easily own like a mansion Man, in Atlanta. That's, I do that. We could, we could own a mansion a, in Atlanta. Y'all, that's a whole other show. But we can, though. That's a good I've seen house That's hunters. actually good night to Harlem prices. House Hunters has shown me what I can afford, and I can afford way more than what I'm living in. Trust that. So because of that, it's like my idea of how living is supposed to be as a person in their 30s is kind of skewed because in New York, people shack up, whether it be with roommates or the person that they're dating, and that's how they save money because it's so expensive out here. Now, if we're living in Atlanta and you have a roommate, that's a hell no because that means you're paying 200 a month and they're paying 200 a month. And then I have to ask you, like, why? 
<laughs> like you can't afford four hundred dollar rent. I don't know how much rent is in Atlanta, but but, but going um, back to the the college educated women, I would say who, for Molly's case, she's a lawyer, and I don't know too many lawyers who probably would date someone who worked the type of job that uh, Jared worked. And that's because they don't want to have to feel like they're taking care of their man. They want to feel like they could be taken care of if need be. And there's a lot of independent women who still want to have that feeling of my man can take care of me. My man got me if I need him. And I don't think she has that feeling with him because of his occupation. And that's not I the same. I think that's interesting because you, you say the, they're independent yet it's still I want my man to have X, Y, Z. They're, but you're so independent. And that's, and that's the, as you say, the nuance where you have these independent women who can take care of themselves and they are taking care of themselves, but they would like to be in a relationship with a man who, if they needed him for anything, he could be there for her in that way. They, they're not looking for a man to be that for them, but if, then that's, a, then that's something that could be fulfilled. I think that... Um, so... Okay. I know there's guys that I know that would never date a girl who's a waitress. So that's not just a, a girl thing. It's not just like, oh, these girls. No, but I never... think women put on a lot this facade where they're like, oh, I date for love. You know, they give you these BS things and they try to demean men in that to, on those kind of subjects. Like, oh, well, guys are just all shallow with their thing. Like, women are shallow too. I've never heard of girls saying guys are just all shallow. What? What? You guys have shallow um, tendencies. tendencies. Oh, okay. Because everybody does. Yeah, you're right. That's what I'm saying. Like, whatever you say for one gender, you could easily say for another. Because I know yes, guys... Yes, and I wish it stayed that I know way. guys who would be like, yo, that chick was bad, but she works at Red Lobster. So they would never even consider aye, her. Hey, give me some of these cheddar biscuits. Yeah, that's all you use her for, some cheddar bay biscuits. Cheddar, I'm cheddar bay. Set a bay to the rescue. Oh my god! Anyway, biscuit bay. <laughs> That's their biscuit bay. Like they would only date the girl for free biscuits, but they would never like consider her wifey material. What I look like wifing up a girl from Red Lobster? I know a lot of guys who would never do that. So I don't even think it's just a girl guy thing. I think it's it's an everybody thing. I think that. Once you get to a certain level in your life, you want someone who compliments you where you are right now. And not everyone can have the whole Barack Michelle relationship. I hate when I see these memes talking about, oh, you better get you a dude that has potential. Oh, she don't like y'all hashtag relationship goals. Yo, no, they, I mean, they are kind of goals though. But my thing is, I don't, I don't, I don't like the whole, everyone using this whole Barack Michelle example for why you should give everyone a chance. Everyone has this potential. You just need to hone it and be there for them and blah, blah, blah. Everyone has potential. Does everyone utilize their potential? That's the difference between Barack and a lot of these dudes. Barack was you, not where well, Michelle you, was you, when they met, you know but who he did utilized lose, his potential. You know who did use their potential? Lawrence. Get him, Lawrence. All Which right. Lawrence? All you right. or him? No. No. Insecure Lawrence. So, <laughs> next, next subject from Insecure. We'll go into the season two, actually. I want to touch on season two. Oh, yeah. Let's so do that. there is a few things that happened on this season opener that were a little eye opening for us. Uh, the first of which and all the nudity. Uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Okay, so <laughs> I mean these sex can, scenes look real <laughs> Her and a friend of mine were just having a conversation about uh the guy who plays Lawrence's Darius. J. R. Ellis. Oh my God. ex just, boyfriend. Just shoot me. My ex and future boyfriend. Just I may take him back. Me. I don't know. I'm All still right. thinking about it. Alright. <laughs> what about him though? They were really talking about this man's ass. No, just, I, no, I wasn't I talking can't. about that. I was just talking about how really sex scenes look and how Lawrence doesn't like to wear a condom. No, you just Let's talk about that. Head. Let's talk about these guys out here just Sticking and sticking and well, not wrapping it, it well, up. If there's nothing else y'all don't know about me, you gonna learn today. I'm too afraid. I am afraid of all of this life. I'm afraid of full contact with that without a con. Like I, am I think, too afraid. I think the second episode needs to be called "Hella Condoms" <laughs> because the way Lawrence is moving. My thing is, he doesn't know who, who else Tasha's dealing with. If she's just going to roll up on some dude in Best Buy looking for some batteries, expecting to have sex with him at the end of the night, how many people do you think she's doing that with? You think that he's the only person? So if That's Tasha's true. dealing with other people and Lawrence is dealing with her and then he brings that to Issa and Issa's taking them in like, oh my gosh, it's my man again. No, your man's been around since then. He's, he's a little tainted now. Like He's not the same Lawrence that you, that you had before he walked out that door. But she doesn't know that. So, mm, what's this, up with the whole is, sex with your ex thing? Did, what do you think about that? Wait, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta touch on this what? really quick about it before we even get to the sex with your ex thing. There is one thing that happened during that in that episode where I think it's it's sad to see where Issa is, in my opinion. After oh, the of breakup. course. Oh, the, of even, course. Even the initial scene of just the dating experience for her, and then, it, of course, it turns into the whole rap thing. To me, it's sad because he's still on her mind in a way that's like, it's to the point It's haunting of, her. She sees him in these guys that she's dating, and then she has to well, shake herself out of well, it. Well, this is where I'm going to go with it, but it's to the point of desperation. And nobody, I wish that on nobody. I don't want desperation for anybody. And so her trying to have the party with him is a sense or a false sense of desperation to me to get his attention, which I'm saddened by. I don't want to see anybody desperate. I think that when you love somebody and they break up with you, no matter what the reason is, what? 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 I'm not even going to say nothing. It's going to loop back. I feel it. Go, go. No, when you love somebody and they break up with you and you still want to be with them, there is a moment of desperation. There is that. I need to find a way to get you back because you are the love of my life. I've definitely been there. I could I could break down all my walls and tell everyone. I have definitely been in that desperate moment where I let all my pride aside. And I was like, look, I need you. Like, And it was because I really wanted to be with this person. And I could not imagine us not being together. So what she's going through is very natural i mean i feel like there's stages of emotions that you go through after a breakup and desperation is definitely one of them bitterness is definitely another and that's where she's about to head off to but to try to pull him to her place and she's having that party just like prove that she's living her best life thing come on now she wants him to want her back 
and she doesn't know what it's going to take so she's going to exercise every option whether it be stupid or smart because she doesn't know what it's going to take who's Maybe- really doing that though and i said this to you before like who's doing that in real life who's going that far to be like nah i'm about to throw this party because he's gonna come through and he's gonna see all like come on man i think that's, that's- very realistic man that i saw a lot i saw a lot of myself and even in that scene where she's like trying to um, predict like how the conversation is gonna go and everything like that. Like where she's dressing up. Yeah, yeah. I saw a lot of myself in that because it's just like, and I think a lot of people can relate to that too if they've ever been there. It's, it's like when you see that person, what are you gonna say? You want to prepare yourself. You may not ever see this person again. You may not have this opportunity ever again. Lawrence didn't get his mail for weeks on end. He wasn't talking so, to her. She couldn't call so him. Here, so she had one shot to like get his attention, and she was trying to figure out the best thing to do, and she didn't know what that why was. Why are you desperate now when you had the opportunity to keep it, and you fucked it up by fucking with somebody else? Because unfortunately for her, she had to see that the grass was nowhere near greener on the other side. No, she wanted her cake and eat it too. Oh, period. yeah. And so if you want your cake and eat it too, I can't have something for you in that way. And and on top of that, your sense of desperation is bullshit. It's just because you don't want to be lonely. That's how I view Issa. Mm. And a lot of the first season, she's she doesn't she doesn't feel like she's getting enough attention on one end. And then when she is getting the proper amount of attention, all this to me stems from some space where you one don't want to feel lonely and two you want to feel like you're getting everything you want out of it at all times. And relationships are not just about you. It's about a couple. Anyway. All right. Going back to your other. Because I feel like that's going to be a longer. No. I said my piece. So the last, the last topic we wanted to touch on with the insecure thing. At the very end of the show. And I feel like the, we should have did a full spoiler alert. Because if you didn't watch the insecure season one. Oh, God. Sorry. Not sorry. We'll just write spoiler alert on the, right. on the thing. Right. <laughs> Um, the very last scene, Lawrence goes over to Issa's crib after all of that, and she's cleaning up her crib after the party. And he comes unexpectedly. Now, if he came at the time he was supposed to yeah, come, he did, none of this would have never happened. Cause she had a a, a struggle ponytail. She <laughs> that was she didn't struggle. even have a ponytail. That was a blip of a follicle. I don't even know how she wrapped that hair tie around it that many times and it stayed. I didn't even notice it until I watched it again. I was like, oh that's a ponytail. She had a struggle ponytail. And she had she had her she had the undies on that you have when you're doing laundry. Right. Like the laundry day boy shorts. Now Issa please explain to all of us why you had the door open when you was in your boy short underwears the whole damn time. None of us understand it, Issa. Help us. All right, so what? <laughs> she didn't even care. She just didn't even care at that point. She's like, "Oh, he's here." <laughs> so when he pulls up to the crib, he she goes to hand him the mail that he's supposed to have, and then he's like, "Oh, I left some stuff in the bathroom." Comes back. What did he leave in the bathroom though? I don't know his life. He left with a whole garment bag, like for real, bruh. So she come com- on now. But he comes back, and just before he walks out of the door, he gives her a very passionate kiss, and then. Pushes her onto the couch, and she pulls her panties off. He pulls his underwear off, no, and long pulled, strokes start to happen. He pulls his pants off first, and in the same motion that he pulled his pants off, 
he inserted himself inside her. It was like one deal, like a one move deal. Like I was just like, whoa, that happened really fast. And he didn't wear a condom again. He could have at least came to the house with a condom on. Moral I mean, of the story, ladies and gentlemen. Usher let it burn, so don't let it burn on you Oh, game. my God. Right. <laughs> Full circle. Okay. But um, Issa couldn't sue Lawrence for $10 million if he gave her herpes because he doesn't really have a good job like that. Why you do that? Why you do that? I mean, him? he does work at that startup, but still. Right. <laughs> okay, so the last piece of the topic in this instance was having sex with your ex. Avia, please touch on this. Avia, no, you, you touch you, on what this. What do you think, Avia? No, I think you should tell the people what you think about this, and then I'll tell you what I think about what you think. No. <laughs> How about that? So, so I, I think sex can be complicated at all times, and yes. no matter what, what you're doing. Agreed. But there's different variations of sex. There really is. There Would you like is. to run through these? Oh well, we, I, I, hear I don't feel like we have enough time to go over all the variations okay, of we'll sex, but I'll focus on a couple. Of, yeah, well, so ones. Uh, one one piece of sex can be a mutual agreed piece upon sex. sex kind of re- yeah one one sexual relationship. <laughs> it could be a mutually agreed <laughs> upon sexual relationship. All right, and if that happens to be with your ex or that happens to be with somebody of your choice, that's your business. Those situations. We both know could be called cutty buddy situations or whatever. Oh yeah. When you when you have a, a sex partner and that's your business, that's your business. Mm-hmm. Who who am I to say that it's wrong for somebody to to sleep with their ex to that extent? If y'all trust each other that much, get your sex on. That's your business. Um, also, in terms of having, at least you know that person. You know that person way better than you know somebody else off the street. And think about this: Do you know how many people, men and women, don't like to add body count? For oh, real. Yeah, people love to keep down their body count. Of course, you gotta recycle all your people. There you go. Body count. That was me. Stabilized. Stay with the last one. All I'm saying is body count stabilized. <laughs> um, now I'm not saying that sleeping with your ex can't be complicated in terms of emotions because you don't know if that person feels for you mm-hmm. or you feel for that person. Exactly. So there could be scary shit that happens in that. Exactly. So. But that is all about communication. As long as it's communicated and it's two adults that are consenting, there should be no goddamn issue. Have as much free sex as you want. Just free. know, just know, just know that if emotions get wrapped into it, one of y'all got to slow down and stop the fucking because it's not okay. Mm. That's all I got to say about that. What do you, okay, so let me ask you this. Okay, so you're, you're A-okay. You're hype for, you're hype for sex with the ex. What do you think about... <laughs> no, what? I just don't think it's a big issue okay, at so all. Okay, so you for it. So what do you think about the way that that Lawrence has... The way that you had sex with Issa? The way I had sex yeah, with Lawrence. Issa? I'm wow. Saying I'm just saying Lawrence. Wow. What, wow. About, what about it? What about it? What do you think about how that went down? Like, because my thing is... I, I feel like when I look at the very, very end of the episode... She has a little bit of satisfaction in a way where she feels like, wow, we could actually work. Like, wow, he is still thinking about me or wow, he does still love me and want me. And I feel like she felt a little satisfied from that act, even though the way it went down was just it. It was disturbing. It was really disturbing in, in, in a good way where it's just like. Wow, you know, this stuff happens all the time. But it's it disturbed me because what he did had a way different effect on her than it did on him. 
Well, I, I think this is another factor that plays into what happened at the end of that. And I think this is why this whole thing is, I said, is a little complicated. Because in, 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 in my real life, not Lawrence on the show, but like, <laughs> I couldn't have sex with my exes. I know that that, that would potentially make so things you're go So you're for well. sex for the, your ex, yeah, but not but in your I, own in life. My, I, I personally don't have situations where that would be an acceptable clause so, both ways. Like so I would ignite that, that in your own life, but you're yeah. hyping it for everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. Because it. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's solely dependent on the person. It depends yeah. on the person. It depends and on the relationship. And you know them better than anyone else. Boom. Okay. With But with his situation, I know how men are with this stuff. And thinking of it as a guy, I coming into it, he's like, I Wait, mean, you let said me. You're what? I'm thinking of it from his perspective as a guy, like and you're, as being the character. And you're coming into it. And so you're coming, coming into, into it, it with with East. Like that's what he did. He came into it too. You don't know if he came into it. I think he did. You don't know. He had five pumps and he was out. No, you don't know that. You don't know that he actually came. I know that she didn't. Well, you don't know that he did. <laughs> oh yeah, he did. No, you don't. He went and just stopped in the middle, like, okay, I'm done. Okay, very good. All right, what so guy does that. So, uh, all I'm saying is, being a guy in that scenario, there is probably one of three things running through his mind. Mm-hmm. I want to see if we still have that spark sexually together. Where that goes nowhere. That's a that's just a circle that just keeps on going around and around and around. And there's no reason to actually do that. Mm-hmm. But for him, it could be an ego thing as well. So that's already two things that play into it. The first being, I want to see if we still have that spark. The second being an ego thing, which the ego is the worst. Because that's just, you know what? I know I could fuck her if I wanted to. That's fucking horrible. The last thing is, is this worth me doing this again? Is this worth me entertaining this relationship mm -hmm. with this girl again? Why can't the fourth thing be retaliation? That's ego. Oh, okay. So, that's my my take on it. Anything else you want to say about that? Um, I just want to say that I don't believe in sex with your ex on any front in my own personal life or in anyone else's personal lives. I think that at the end of the day, just like a standard cut buddy situation... There's always going to be one person who wants it to be more than what it is. And I think that if you're having sex with your ex, it adds another layer to things because now you have history with this person. And so whoever broke up with who, trust and believe the person who got broken up with is probably going to be that person that wants to continue the relationship. And maybe they're doing the sex with the ex for the wrong reasons. Maybe they're doing it to lure that person back in in hopes that the person will miss what they had and want it back. But trust when they say, if you get the milk for free, you don't want to buy the cow or whatever. How does it go? I don't believe that either. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's a risky, it's a risky game to play and in using your body as a way of getting someone. And I don't think that anyone should do that. That is a huge blow to your self-esteem, a huge blow to your ego, and a huge blow to your confidence. And I just, I think that Issa put herself in a real tricky-ass situation. I think the next episode should be called Hella Tricky or Hella Something because this girl is thinking that she has a chance with him. And I don't know how the season's going to play out, 
But I don't think it's going to end well for her when it comes to him. I think he's had a taste of what's out there. And yes, he may he may miss her, but um, just like you said, the ego the ego rules all. If he can get his ex back, if he can get Tasha, he who knows who else he can get. He's riding that wave. And just like that, that is episode ten. The music is playing. As y'all know, you can catch us on iTunes. You can catch us on SoundCloud. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Instagram. all night Harlem. We love all of y'all. Keep listening and good night, Harlem. Good night. <laughs>